Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And we are the Two Bearded Ladies. Woo! It is February 22nd, and this is our 30th podcast. Do you know what it also is? What is it? The 36th anniversary of the Miracle on Ice. I did not know that. You didn't see it on Twitter today because lots of people are posting about it on Twitter today. I did not actually see it on Twitter today. Carolyn does not believe in miracles. This just in. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. Carolyn does not believe in miracles. She also hates puppies and sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> and cookies. I don't hate cookies. That is a lie. <laughs> blatant untruth. <laughs> anyway, merry anniversary. Merry anniversary. To all of those dudes. Go America. <laughs> Except in 2014 in Sochi, when it was not Go America. Yeah. It was that was, I was rooting for America. Somebody else had loyalties to Jamie Bad. You know what tomorrow is? What is tomorrow? The two-year anniversary of Jamie Ben being a gold medalist. <laughs> I have a tweet scheduled for 9 a.m. <laughs> Only you. <laughs> well, I thought I saw, I'd like, I looked it up today, and then I was like, I'm going to forget this. <laughs> so I scheduled it for right as I looked it up. I went and found a gif, and I was like, nope, then this, now, here we go. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> We're Celebrated. done. Celebrated. Celebrated. It's like, it's the new, it's like the new romance. <laughs> Twitter scheduled tweets. <laughs> Be like, happy birthday, dear. Schedule it a year in advance. <laughs> Not a bad idea. I know, right? You're kind of a genius. <laughs> When's your birthday? <laughs> July 6th. I actually knew that. <laughs> I feel bad. I know you're in July, but I know you're... No? Are you August? I know you're a Leo. Mm-hmm. July 24th? You're really close. It's the 25th. Ah! Because I knew it wasn't after my mom, who is the 28th, and therefore it had to be before, had to be either after the 21st, because that's the cutoff for being a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the 25th. Uh, think of it as Christmas in July. Oh, now I won't forget. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And exactly a week after Jamie Benz, which is the only reason I remember Jamie Benz. <laughs> sure. It's, well, he's also born on the same day as my, one of my really good friends, so. Isn't, aren't he and Jordy's birthdays, like, right next to each other? I believe that is true, yeah, but I don't know Jordy's off the, Jordy's is not, like, a week away from me, so I don't remember I his off the they're anniversary now. babies. Or, like, birthday babies. Or a good Canadian mom planned their birthdays for the off-season. <laughs> <laughs> happen this kid yeah his is actually july 26th <laughs> you're right it's a day after mine i don't know why i don't remember that then i'm never just, gonna forget it now well so i always just was like wait their birthdays are really close together so my dad was married to a woman so my ex-stepmom she has two sons and they're a year apart but they have the same exact birthday yeah. You want to know? Okay. And like, I mean, literally, like, they and they look so much alike that it was, like, the younger one was always using the other's ID. <laughs> for the one, like, I think actually they might be two years apart, but. So, it was a dark, 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 dark day in the Atkinson household when I did the math on my birthday. Oh, no. I was in my late 20s 
when I finally figured out that my birthday is literally exactly nine months after my dad's. That's not fun. No. No. Like, I want to think about my parents having birthday sex. Why would you do that? Why would you care? Why would you? Because I was curious. Curiosity killed the cat and the marin and everyone. (laughs) And then I had nightmares for days. Speaking of birthdays, do you know whose birthday it is right now? Curtis McKenzie, because I just told you before the podcast. Hey, look at that transition, though. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're professionals. No, nobody's paying us no, to do this. No. We're not. We're not professionals. <laughs> not professionals. Do we want to sing happy birthday? Sure. Happy birthday to Curtis McKenzie. <laughs> happy birthday to Curtis McKenzie. <laughs> Happy birthday, dear McBray. Happy birthday to you. We're going on a little bit of sleep and a lot of caffeine right now. Actually, and uh, now I've had like half a beer on an empty stomach, so. Be a good one. Oh God! I never actually told you about my sleep this this past weekend. You I said got, it was bad. Okay, <laughs> so I stayed up until four a.m. on Friday night, and then Saturday I took a three-hour nap in the middle of the day, and then didn't go to sleep until five a.m. on Sunday morning. So that seems like a bad idea. It was a horrible idea. <laughs> I slept from five thirty to eight thirty. Woke up and we were up three one, and uh, then we were not up three one anymore. Now we know how the Maple Leafs feel. Mm-hmm. Um, Except that was 4-1. I know. <laughs> well, and it was in the last period of the playoffs. Of the seventh game. <laughs> Which brings me to our very first topic. Why are the stars sucking right now? I mean, what's your sample size for right now? Like, well, the last two games, really. Because the last two games were fucking terrible, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, it was 6-3, and then it was 7-3. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I watched the 6-3 game because I had to recap it, and if I had to say, like, one thing that was the problem, it's that they were just, like, they could not, they could not buy themselves some energy on that, on that game. Mm-hmm. They were playing like crap. And if they'd managed to pull out a win, I almost would have been ashamed of them. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, no, you can't do this. You can't play like this and expect a win. Like, I yeah. will not allow it. You need to play better. You need, like, these, like, absolutely humiliating losses so that you can go, okay, now I can't do that. Because if they'd won those games, they would have continued to fucking phone it in. But they can't do that. No. I think my, my theory is, and I think we talked a little bit about this, actually, at the beginning of the season, too, is that... They tend to play down to whatever their opponent is. And that's, I think, certainly part of the reason what happened in in Arizona. And then they went up 3-1 on the Bruins so quick. And I will confess, I did not get to see either of these games. In the Arizona one I had on, but I was working, so I wasn't actually watching it. Well, I watched that one. I was not able to watch the Boston... Well, I was slept for the first half of the Boston game. <laughs> I specifically chose not to watch the Boston game because I saw it was on and I was like, you know what? Honestly, I would rather watch iZombies so I can see more of my future husband, Ravi. I love him. I love him so much. I love much. him so much. Marry He's so me. precious. Fictional husband. I'm sorry, Brandon Bolig. I am leaving you for another bearded man. Well, but Ravi is fictional and Brandon Bolig is... 
IRL. So, so I have about the same amount of chance with both of them. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> if I'm going to have a, a fictional husband, I think I'll go with the doctor and not the fourth liner. Yeah, but it's a doctor with a low life expectancy since he works <laughs> with zombies. Fourth liner. Lo- Millionaire! <laughs> I'm sorry. You were like, what are you pointing at? I was pointing at the Brandon Bullock hand. <laughs> I was pointing at the millionaire sitting in the Brandon Bullock the hand. The Brandon Bullock hand. Okay. That is true. But Doctor is likely to earn more over his lifetime because he's not going to be... Once he pays off all his student loans, he's also working for the city. Oh, that is so true. All right. He's a coroner working for the city. Come on. Chief medical examiner. Whatever. Okay. Point is, I did not watch the Bruins game um, on purpose. Oh, I get owed another beer. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just got a tweet. (laughs) Point is, I did not watch the Bruins game on purpose. And um, so I didn't actually see their spectacular meltdown, so I cannot. You know, I didn't either. But as what what I've heard, exhaustion. Look, it looked like they were exhausted, playing exhausted. Yeah, and so one of our listeners actually asked. She was like, "Thoughts on the last three Stars games? An opinion on citing fatigue as a reason for losses." And so my here my my thing about this is like honestly like too bad. Like I'm sorry you're tired, but everybody plays 82 games in a season. On on that note, though, everybody does play 82 games, but, like, when you're playing 82 games and, like, half of your divisional games are a train ride away, as opposed to playing 82 games and all of your, all, all of them are, that are not at home are a plane ride away. 550 miles on average, actually. Yeah. So, minimum, sorry, I mean, like, miles I, I, I think you did the math for that, that we have mm-hmm. to travel farther than any other team. Uh, we're third farthest. Third farthest. Who's the first farthest? Uh, Colorado. Uh, Colorado, it's like 600, and then we might be second, but the Canucks and the Canucks and, um, Stars have the either second or third or whatever, but they're close. Well, in the minimum, Colorado, though, they're used to playing on low oxygen, so when they come down to the... The, it's not the like the step hills. It's not like they have a great record. Either. No, so, no, no. I mean, <laughs> travel may in fact be an issue for them too. And so, okay, I will, okay, I would definitely, I will give you that point that travel is really, really difficult. And I, the other point I will give give people who say that is the stars play a more energetic style. Like <laughs> we rely so much more on speed yeah, yeah. and winning foot battles and literally just being explosive and counterattacking than a lot of teams do. So not being able to do that really does hamper us. Yes. That said, I don't care. They're professional <laughs> athletes. You're paid millions of dollars to do this goddamn thing. Do the goddamn thing. Right? Or And the thing is, if you know you're going to be tired, or if you know you've got a really hard schedule coming up and you're going to have a lot of travel, you need to be able to find a way to win without doing that specific thing. Mm-hmm. And that's so play where, play their, their B game? Yeah. That also wins games? The, the B game that also wins games. Yeah. And so that's where I'm really coming from with it. So... They may very well have been lost because they were exhausted, but they also need to realize that the exhaustion is going to happen, and therefore they need to deal with it in a also, different Also, if they're tired now, wait till, like, a seven-game grind in the playoffs. Yeah. So, let's, uh, get it together. That's all I'm saying. Get it the frick together! Get it together, Frank! 
<sighs> Did you see that that thing I posted on Twitter? It's right there on top of that, that black thing. <laughs> the boners guy? Yes. Turn it over. Oh my god. <laughs> They're what? Except for Randy. Except Ellison. for Randy. Get it for together, Randy. Randy? Did you forget your cowboy hat? Okay, so what she is showing me, she she apparently posted it on Twitter, but I missed it. It is the Combined Law Enforcement Associations of Tec- Texas 2016 Voters Guide for Williamson County Sheriff. The candidates on the back, they have one that is checkmarked as recommended, um, but all of them... Except for the one who dropped out, who's whatever, uh, are wearing cowboy hats. Except for Randy! Except for Randy Elston, who is coming out of eight years of retirement to run for sheriff. Get it together, Randy! Get it together, Randy! That's that's a thing that happened in your mailbox. I know! It's like the most Texas thing I've ever seen. I but, love it. I mean, it would be more Texan if he was wearing a cowboy hat. Or we could see, like, his... Bolo tie and his cowboy boots. So I was in the I was in uh, the pause I was at the pause conference the other day, and I was you know talking to somebody, and they were like, oh yeah, so you flew into Texas? I've never been. It's I heard Austin's really nice because everybody's heard Austin's really nice. I'm like, yeah, I, I, Austin's great, but like, let me just warn you, the stereotypes about Texans are actually true. <laughs> Like, I was on my way to Florida, and I was at the gate, and, you know, it's a bit, not, like, a big flight, but it's a medium-sized flight, and there were at least two guys in cowboy hats, one dude who had a visible tattoo of the shape of the state of Texas, mm-hmm. and at least four or five different people wearing cowboy boots. I'm sorry, is this weird? No, but I was just saying, like, this is this is actually a thing that happens. Oh, yeah, no, like, for sure. They, like, people, like, when you say, like, oh, well, New Yorkers are mean, they're like, that's not really a stereotype. That That's just a stereotype. That's not true. Mm-hmm. No, 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 these stereotypes of Texans are true. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, we don't all own horses and guns. That's the, we don't all own horses, but there's a lot of guns. Well, I know, but it's not 100% gun ownership. Not it's not like you're, like, issued you- it when you graduate from high school. <laughs> Like, here's your gun and your diploma. I can see that passing. I can see it passing, too, honestly. Right? Gun ownership becomes mandatory in the state of Texas and breaks the law. Yeah. So, anyway. I don't want guns. I can see, like, uh, Texas is just its own country. Yeah, its own. It's a republic. It is. The Republic of Texas. Actually, so, speaking of Texan stereotypes, when I was in high school, one of the friends that I graduated with had a little brother who literally joined the Texas State Militia. Wow. And, like, had a a thing. Yeah. Oh, God. He wanted, like, it's a, it's a, it's a secession group thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. He wants, he wants Texas to secede. Well, he can have fun in his own country. I would like to stay a part of the United States. Me too. Um, and now I don't have a transition for topic number I'm two. I'm so sorry. What was your transition going to be? I don't have any idea. Now I'm like, woo! I was going to go there at some point. Well, remember I? when we were talking a little bit ago about the stars needing to get the frick over their own fatigue yes. issues? And how it would be really helpful in the playoffs. Which are coming up! Oh my gosh! Can I read what number two is? Yes. Playoffs are coming. How deep can the stars go? That's what she said. 
That's why you guys don't pay us. <laughs> right. Um, Carolyn revises her opinion of the Stars Blue series. Tell us about that. So, so I'm going to go get another beer. I've always been anti a Stars Blue series in large part because it will be the most boring fucking hockey you will ever see on it Earth. Will be. However, given our recent performances, I would rather see a Stars Blue series, I think. Though, to be fair, if we don't get Stars Blues, it's probably going to be like Stars Blackhawks. Fuck the Blackhawks. Fuck the Blackhawks. Um, or like. Put off my chair. Or Stars Nashville. I'm keeping it close. <laughs> um, you know, actually, I'd love Stars Black Stars Nashville, but we could do that one. We could but, win that one. But so here's my problem: is that we beat Nashville all the time, uh-huh. and so I feel like we're more likely to play down to their level. Right. If we get an easy matchup. And that's why I'm kind of revising my opinion. Because even though, like, other than that very first Blues game where we got blown out 3 nothing, mm-hmm. other than that game, they've actually been all very tight games. Mm-hmm. And p- the Stars have played really well in all of them. And so I think if we went into a series with the Blues, the Stars would be more mentally prepared to take on the playoffs. Okay, so second in the division. We play third in the division, right? Is that how that yes. works? Yes. Okay, so it would be this uh, us and this and the Blues right now. Yeah. If this, if the playoffs started today. But if, uh, but we're still only one point behind the Chicago Blackhawks, so it might be Nashville. Right. God, I don't want it to be Nashville or Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Colorado would be the literal worst. Shit. <laughs> yep. Yep. Now the good thing about Colorado though is that they have like no everybody has games and hands on them, so like. And they're all pretty close. And they're all pretty close. So Colorado has 62 games played, and Minnesota has 59, Arizona has 58, Vancouver has 59, Calgary has 58. Not that I think even, like, Calgary will get there. <laughs> and Winnipeg. The Oilers have two games in hand on them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, seeing, points I'm not, not assuming they're going to get there. But Minnesota, I think, actually could be, could come in and unseat um somebody yeah so i would like i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna knock on wood and say i wouldn't mind that happening again for devin dubnik Mm -hmm. um and we've played pretty well against them (laughs) yes uh so i just i have to i have to like curtail this a little bit though because if i say i want them to play minnesota and then they get like swept by minnesota people are gonna look back at this and be like this is your fault so true so we played pretty well against minnesota i'm gonna say it would be fine if that happened yes maybe (laughs) how many different ways can i couch this My point is, I want the stars to be mentally prepared for the playoffs, and I don't know if they are yet. And I think not based on these last two games, not based on the last couple of games, <laughs> and honestly, based on even like all of January, where our goaltending was just bad. Uh-huh. Like our goaltending has been bad recently, and it's concerning me because part of what made us so successful in the beginning of the year was that we were getting normal goaltending. Right. We didn't need, we weren't getting Carey Price, we didn't need Carey Price. Right. But we were getting average goaltending, and therefore we could win any game. Because the thing about the Stars is if you have three goals or less, you can win that game because you're gonna score four. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's true. Like, 
you'll be, you'll be fine. You're scoring at least three goals in a game, more than likely four. As long as you have less than three, three or less, you're probably going to win that game. Yeah. So, and you don't even, like, that's not, that's even slightly below average goaltending to get three yeah. goals in a game. But, like, point is that now we're getting to the point where it's, like, four, and that's scaring me. Right. Well, and, or six and seven. Well, yeah, that's bringing the average up a little bit there. Although, that was, I, I, from what I was watching on Thursday night, that was not at all Niemi's fault. Okay. Like, the stars were playing, like, shit in front of him. Um, and, like, at least a couple of those were directly the fault of the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, at least a couple, I mean, and they, they weren't even getting the shots. They were, they got, like, I mean, I was looking at the scoring chances. There was, there was one time where the, the Coyotes literally had twice the number of scoring chances that the Stars oh my did. God. And it was really pretty pathetic, like, watching them. I was kind of like, oh, this is why you're going to lose this game, and I'm not going to feel bad about it. I will say the one thing about Arizona games is, though, Arizona is literally the most homer scoring. Um, uh, actually, that's, um, and that is something that, so I had two friends that were there, too, and they were like, they just called a pass across the crease a shot on the goal, and I was like, yeah, that's not so, a thing. So, they're, they actually, so, take any Arizona numbers, at least at home, yeah. with, a real, with a grain of salt, you can probably decrease them by about 20%. Okay. Because they're... That still is out. I'm, I'm not saying the Stars played yeah. well, but, like, just as a general note, like, they, they, this, like, hits, shots, scoring chances for any time the, the Coyotes play at their home arena. And this goes back to even back when they were in Phoenix, mm-hmm. when they were in a different arena. I think they had the same scorekeeper because they have been a, they overscore the home team and underscore the, the away team for years. That is so lame. Well, even just watching the game, like, yeah. like the the Coyotes were just outplaying the Stars. Yeah, that, I mean, and even without going by like official, like I said, they've not been good this last couple yeah. of games. Just these last two. Yeah, I mean, I I still feel like well, Ed, but I mean, Washington almost came back on us, and so like they they get to they get to a point where they get a lead and then they just stop playing. Okay, so the problem that I'm having right now is that I actually did. The recaps for all three games this week, and I've kind of forgotten what happened. <laughs> okay, so Nashville, we, we won three two. That was a shootout, wasn't it? Or was that was overtime? That was not a shootout. It was OT. Yeah, overtime. Um, Washington, we won four three, but we had a four one lead on them. Yeah. Um, what did we have on Nashville? Did we come back against them? Yeah, they they opened the scoring, and then we scored. That's right. Then we scored two, and then they scored one, and then we went to OT, and we won in OT. Yeah, on Jan Mark's shot. Because three on three is what we do, bitches! Bitches! Oh, God, St. Louis was such a boring fucking game. It was horrible. And then we lost in OT. Mm-hmm. So that, but that game wasn't that bad. It was just that uh, We had seven power plays and scored on none of them. Oh, that's right. God. See, I told you, I have, like, all of these games are now... Yeah, they blur. They blur together. Like we're to the point they, this season yeah. where everything is blurring together. That's right. Yeah, because I remember writing about our seven fucking power plays that we couldn't get in anything. Done. That was the game that we attempted to watch at my house, and then nothing worked. Oh, that's right. We had to watch it. <laughs> we had to watch the free streams. <laughs> free <laughs> streams. <laughs> the pirated streams. The pirated streams. Yeah, we're pirates. <sighs> so anyway. Speaking of the stars, there's one major event coming up. Uh, 
Do we think the stars need to do anything at the trade deadline that ends literally a week from now? Literally a week from today. Um, I wouldn't mind us doing something. I don't think we need to do a big thing. Mm-hmm. And I would hate for somebody who's been instrumental in getting us where we are to get traded as we're heading into the playoffs. Yeah. I think that would be a dick move. And I don't think Jim Nill wants to make that move. I don't think he does either. I think that would be detrimental to the morale of the locker room. Um, but if we can get, if we can trade a prospect or some, somebody in the AHL for an overpriced loner that's going RFA this summer. Mm-hmm. UFA? UFA this summer, not RFA. UFA this summer. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no to somebody that's going to add depth in a position. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind another Janmark trade. I wouldn't mind another Janmark trade at all. Like, oh, you want Travis Mullen? We'll take this guy we <laughs> scouted four years See ago. See you never toboggan. Sorry. Oh. So sad. Weep. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's out right now anyway, so whatever. He's close to returning, apparently. <laughs> For all the good it's going to do any of us. I mean, Alexiak, I, I wouldn't, like... I, they're, they're still they're being so patient with Alexiak and Yoki Baka, and that's fine. Except that we if we can trade them to somebody else that's gonna think they're better than they are <laughs> and get us something in return, that'd be great, you yeah. know? Like or I, Nemeth too. Even. Well, so I think that like my thing about the about the D, the D man situation. I almost said the D situation. <laughs> that's what she said. I know. Uh, is that like? We're going to have to deal with it in the summer. Yeah, we are. Regardless. Yeah, because we've got to resign Damaris and, and Goligoski if that's what we want to do. Or figure out, you know. Or figure out what we want to do. Right. Like and J- Jordy Ben. And we need to resign Jordy Ben. If we don't resign Jordy Ben, I'm not going to be a fan of the... No, that's not even true. I'm going to cry. I will be very upset. Um, But, so, I my thing, like, clearly they... I, I, I can't... I can't think that Jim Neal doesn't already know what he wants to do. Yeah. Like, he's so good at putting the pieces together and figuring out the bigger plan and looking at the bigger picture. I feel like he already knows what he wants to do this summer. And what I think, and what's really, and it's not a concern, because I, I have the ultimate faith in him, but, like, what I want to know really is what that plan is yeah and i want to see if any of those pieces are going to get forced because we're getting to a point honestly where there are a lot of teams that need depth mm-hmm. in the defense and that's something that we've got actually in abundance it may not be nhl tested verified defense but it could be somebody who can sit in the box. Yeah, he was and just talking in. about the four the four yeah. prospects that we had done in Cedar Park. Right. Like we have Lindell, we have Honka, we have uh, Johns, we ha- who was wearing the C for the Texas Stars the other day because Travis Morin was injured. Oh, Paul I, Morin. I know, but like Stunt yeah. Johns yeah. obviously impressing. Yeah. In Cedar Park, and so we've got like, Bachman too, and we've got Bachman, and um, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Point is, we've got a decent amount yeah. of. of prospects on defense and we've already got two up here because Nemeth has been doing much better recently yes and um Alexi- three up here Alexiak Yoki Paka and Nemeth that's true and and so well I've been considering Yoki Paka in the top six recently but <laughs> until recently yeah and so 
We've got obvious, and Yoki Pak is very NHL tested at this point. Yes. He could probably fetch a lot. Nemeth has been improving leaps over bound, leaps in the leaps of bounds last couple days. So he, like, he was the top, uh, top possession player in a game recently. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, he's coming along yeah. quite well. And the only really odd man out for me is Alexiak. But that's seven different guys you can rotate into one spot. And, and Alexiak has a couple of things that a lot of other players don't, which is height and reach. Mm-hmm. And if you want a defenseman that's going to throw down with people, <laughs> Alexiak will do that for you, apparently. Yep. He's learning so to if fighting is important to your team, Flames. Jim Benning. <laughs> Bruins. Canucks. Canucks. <laughs> One of y'all. <laughs> hey, Jim. Hey, other Jim. Hey, other Jim. Say it's a... There's actually three gyms in the NHL GM pool. Rutherford, uh, Nil, and Benning. I always forget about Rutherford. Yep. I have a ranking of gyms. I also have a Murray ranking, because there's three of those, too. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Isn't it? There's three different Murrays, and none of them are related. That's really weird. Right? See, the only one I ever remember straight off the top... Well, there are two that I always remember straight off the top of my head. And that is... Three! That's three. Sorry, there are three. Do you remember? Jim Nil. Oh. Peter Chiarelli, because he gave a Sagan. <laughs> and Don Sweeney, because that's who I am. <laughs> I am the Don Sweeney of fantasy hockey rosters. <laughs> also, he was the best thing to laugh about last summer. Oh, man. <laughs> Bless you, Don Sweeney. Bless you, Don Sweeney. <laughs> uh, so, in speaking of trade deadline shenanigans, I... The Leafs managed to get Two second round picks today mm-hmm. for Roman Pollock and I think Nick Spalling. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay with the Leafs doing all this smart shit. Well, that's what happens when you finally replace all of the people that were <laughs> making your team shit awful for a while. <laughs> no. But who am I going to make fun of now? The Oilers are still there and they have Pete Chiarelli who traded Tyler Sagan for a bag of beans. <laughs> And the Canucks. And the Canucks. I can make <laughs> fun of the Canucks. Yeah, now you can make fun of Jim Benning. Jim Benning. And Louis Erickson. They traded Tyler Sagan for a bag of beans and Louis Erickson. Who they may or may not be able to re-sign this summer. So, just a bag of beans, then. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. Louis Erickson is, like, the big name on the trade rumor, like, a block right now. Since since Bufflin got re-signed... Does he want to come back to Texas? Because the Texas... I mean, the like, the Dallas people I know... Would love him. I mean, I, no one disliked Erickson when he got shipped out. I don't no, think. I think it was actually a very sad day for a lot of people. I yeah. mean, obviously, I wasn't really following the stars at the time, but no, apparently it was a very, very, very sad day for a lot of and people. And he was a good player for Dallas. He yeah. definitely, he definitely, you know, pulled his weight. But well, that's like, why they got Tyler Sagan in return for him. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't a schlub. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like that that trade looked better on paper than it actually ended up being. <laughs> Tyler Sagan is better than everyone thought he was. <laughs> Yep, way to under underrate your players because they might. Which is why now no one wants to trade any any (laughs) young players ever. Yep. Except the Canucks, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Except Jim Benning, who was so overselling what he got in return. It was hilarious. So today the Canucks, uh, and I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name. Hunter Shinkaruk. got traded. He was part of the Canucks AHL organization. He had played like five games total or something in the NHL. He would, but he was uh, one of their leading scorers, if not their le- the leading scorer for their AHL team, uh, the Utica Comets. 
And he was traded to Calgary today in a one-for-one -one swap, no picks, nothing, for uh, Marcus Granlund, not Mikel Granlund, who plays for the Wild and puts up about 40 to 50 points a year. Mikel Granlund, who has about 12 points. Now you said it backwards. Other way, Marcus. whatever, Marcus. Yeah. Granlund from the Flames. Lesser Granlund. Lesser Granlund. Younger Granlund from the Flames, who has, I think, something like 12 points on the season so far. Yeah. Uh, we're not quite sure if Benning knows which Granlin he got. I'm guessing he does not, because the way that he's, like, overselling him, it's kind of hilarious. My, I retweeted something. My favorite quote today was from Jim Benning's, like, press conference post-trade. It was, Hunter really likes to score a lot, and we're not just, we're just not sure how that's going to translate to the NHL. Oh, yeah. The one thing about Hunter is he likes to score. We don't know if that's going to translate to the NHL or not. As an example, Brandon Gauntz maybe doesn't have the offensive set skill set like Hunter, but all the details of his game are there. But so, let me just put this very clearly. The one thing that actually translates are goals and assists. Benning calls Granlund a two-way player that can play in any situation. We like his competitiveness. Hashtag grit. Hashtag grit chart. <sighs> anyway, trade deadline gonna be awesome you know the other thing i learned today the guy who voiced the tars in um interstellar was also mr noodle i did not know that on sesame street fun facts fun facts with Marin. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> uh so the last hockey shenanigans that went on this week <laughs> would you, i will read this this reader question to you and and you can answer it I know they should have been playing the Stars, but how good was that wild game against Chicago yesterday? <laughs> Listeners, it was beautiful. It was a thing of beauty. It was a thing of beauty and a joy forever. Um, and uh, <laughs> one of the other things that was kind of hilarious coming into it is that t Jonathan Taves finally got Twitter yesterday, <laughs> and Andrew Shaw was chirping him about finally getting Twitter, and then Jonathan Taves call him a puke? I know. On you Twitter? You puke. Ya puke. He typed out Y-A, ya puke. <laughs> and I was just like, you are trying so hard to be kept in fun and hilarious, <laughs> and it's not working at all, because you're not kept in fun and hilarious. But uh, it was uh, it was kind of hilarious that they lost that badly. That six, badly. They, they lost 6-1. 6-1. The one fucking person that scored, of course, was... He who shall be named, but not by me. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't want his name in my mouth. There you go. But, um, yeah, so it was great. They had to pull Corey Crawford and put Scott Darling in, and Scott Darling also got scored on, so sorry to Scott Darling, because I actually do still quite like Scott Darling, but, man, that was great. Like, when that game was first announced, and it was also announced that, like, Minnesota was asked whether or not they wanted the Stars or the Blackhawks. They chose the Blackhawks, and I know that wasn't, like, the sum total of the decision-making process, but it probably played into a large decision. part, yeah. So when they chose the Blackhawks, I was like, I hope you guys get fucking humiliated. I hope you lose, like, nine to zero. And then the summer happened, and then I was like, F the Blackhawks all the time, and now then then that game happened. I was like, nope, this is better. This is so much more hilarious. A, it wasn't a sellout. 
Because apparently the Blackhawks fans will not follow them wherever they go. Yep. And B, they lost 6-1. to one. The darlings of the NHL lost 6-1. to one. And they lost 6-1 to one about a week and a half after it was announced that they would be playing the Blues in the Winter Classic in St. Louis. Yeah, fuck that, too. I'm so mad about that, too. I Like, the Blackhawks were tweeting out a stat, and it was like, Jonathan Taves has more points in outdoor games than anyone else. And I'm like, yeah. Because he's played in more than anybody else. He's- Imagine that. I was looking it up the other day because of the guy that I sit- shares the wall with me at work. I was actually looking this up today. The guy who shares the wall with me at work was um, talking about the outdoor game. He's like, it seems like they- they've never won one. And I was like, false friend, false. <laughs> so I went and looked up the stadium series. And you know who has four of them now? The Blackhawks. You know who's going to have five? The fucking Blackhawks. And it's like... It's way more than anybody else, I'm pretty sure. And it's they're all recent. So, yeah, the guys playing right now are getting all these points and, like, ice time outside because they're still there. Yep. Yep. <sighs> you want to score points? You have to be on the ice. Yeah. Like, that's just you have to be given the fucking game. Yep. Yep. Whatever. Well, Stars will get one and then, like, Jamie Benn will score five points in that game and unseat Taves. That'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, please, please make that happen. <laughs> make make, make that if there is a hockey god. Dear at God, make that happen. <laughs> Everything's a tweet. Apparently. <laughs> hashtag! Remember that episode where I hashtagged literally everything? Oh my god. And I didn't murder you because I'm a kind and loving friend? <laughs> hashtag Hufflepuff! <laughs> apologize for this episode listeners i don't apologize for anything <laughs> we know <laughs> they know <laughs> i'm an asshole yo, yo. <laughs> okay so now <laughs> i forgot where my transition was going i don't know but we're on to reader questions we are on to reader questions uh i should do would you like me to re- read first sure i will read first julia asks how great are the GoPro videos the NHL is putting out? Which, knowing Julia, this is a faint nod to the Gino Malkin GoPro video. It probably See is. See you. I can read between your lines, Julia. We know you. Uh, what's your fave so far, slash what are you most looking forward to? Um, honestly, I haven't watched a ton of them. I have watched some of them, especially because they're always on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I follow the NHL on Instagram. Um, did you see the one, like, the, I don't know if it was a full video or just a preview of the Sedins, and That's they were, like, the one laying down at center ice and then get up and, like, yeah. I actually thought that one was pretty funny. I think that's just in the preview. That's the one I'm most excited for. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that one. Um, so far, like, I, the ones that I've watched, I really like Gene. I do, I do like Gino's. Gino's yeah. was fun. Um, pretty sure that's the only one I've watched all of, though. Um, I really, really want to see, and I, I've seen- Sagan did one, too, right? Sagan, I don't think he's done the full one, though. Oh, okay. Um, and I think this, the one I'm about to reference, I think, was not a full one either, but the one I thought that was the, the second coolest, beyond the, the Sedines being weird and Sedini. Yeah. Uh, was Corey Schneider. Yes! Because he was, he was trying to do all these saves in between, like, he had two different nets that he was saving things at. I was like, Corey Schneider, I'm, I'm such a big Corey Schneider fan these days. I don't even know what happened to me. Uh, your fantasy league happened? No, I don't have him in fantasy. Oh, I thought you did last season. No. 
I have never had Corey Schneider. Uh, I tried to get him before this season even started, and he got taken around before me. By my friend Tess. Yeah. <laughs> and then she wouldn't trade him to me. No. Because she was like, why should I make your team better? My team sucks. And I was like, that's because you got only Blackhawks. What was what was that point? What was that reasoning? <laughs> well, I didn't. I offered her a good D-man. She didn't want it. I know. She wanted to keep Corey Schneider. She was like, he's the only thing that's good about my team right now. And I was like, she would have had a good demon. Yeah, but if you don't get the wins. <sighs> Fine. Anyway, Corey <laughs> Schneider, I love him. I'm really looking forward to his full-on GoPro video. Yeah. Did you know Hillary Knight has a GoPro video, too? I did not. Has yeah. it already been posted? Mm-hmm. Well, she did one last season. Or, oh. like, at the beginning of the season. Um, last season or beginning of this season? Sorry, the beginning of this season. Oh, my bad. okay. My bad. Okay. Last so, yeah, year. Last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, like, so, like, they did, a, like, a first series of the GoPro stuff, and they're doing more GoPro stuff now, but, like, they did a couple, like, first videos, uh-huh. and then she's sponsored by GoPro, actually, and so, like, she, they brought her in after everybody thought it was just going to be NHL guys, and it was, like, pretty fucking cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. I'm going to go look for it, though. Oh, I should have... I'll ask the second question, too, just okay. because it's addressed to you. <laughs> Anonymous asked, does Marin hate Landeskog for anything other than the Calder thing? Um, The short answer is yes. The longer answer is I don't like the way the Avs play in general. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way he plays. Um, when, and and this is knowing that I don't really watch him all that often. The only times I really watch him are when the stars are playing them. And, like, every time he's he's one of those guys that's just, like, a pesky a-hole of a player. Yeah. And I, like, I, I don't like other teams' pesky a-holes. <laughs> like, that's not going to be a thing I ever do. And um, I, he was also, when I first got into hockey, like, shoved down my throat. That's what she said. As somebody who was like, he's, you know, he's so pretty. Watch him because he's so adorable. And I was like, he's not doing anything for me. Like, I don't think he's that attractive. So that wasn't ever going to be something that I, like, got into got into him for. He's kind of an asshole of a player, so I wasn't going to get into that. And then he stole Nuja's Calder. So there we go. Like, the the three reasons right there that I can give you that I don't like. The trifecta of Marin Hate. The trifecta of Marin Hate. He's not that cute even though everyone says he is. He stole a Calder and he's an asshole. Yep. Trifecta. trifecta. <laughs> so, what do you think about Landis Cog? Honestly, um, I don't care about the Calder thing. Right, we know that. We know that. Uh, Aaron Eckblad, on the other hand, oh, I'm still mad about this. I'm so mad about this. So here, okay, so this is coming back up because Shane Gossespierre is now, like, I mean, he's really good, right? I like Shane. And, and, again, let me preface this because everybody seems to think that I think Aaron Eckblad is a bad player, which is so far from the truth. I think Aaron Eckblad is a very good hockey player. Very good hockey player. My problem was that he won the Calder because he was 18. His numbers were actually not as good as John Klingberg's, but he was 18, and so they put weight on that versus putting weight on actually what he produced. So he did really well for an 18-year-old. Now we've got this year Shane Gostisbehere, who's putting up the same kind of numbers that John Klingberg put up last year, and all of a sudden he's oh my god he should be the number he should be the Calder. You know what the difference is? He plays in the East. That's the one. Plays in the East, so people are the people who matter mm-hmm. get to see him more. Yeah, and I put matter in quotes because 
Fuck East Coast bias. Yeah, East Coast bias is a real thing. We've talked about it before. Anyway, but my feelings on Landeskog uh, are honestly more along the lines of, like, I don't like how he plays. He's been on... He's... And I don't even think he's necessarily a pest. He's more like Bufflin, but to me... Like, he lays a lot of borderline Well, that's picks. what, no, that, then, sorry, that's what I meant. I, he, I wasn't trying to say he's a pest, like, yeah, like, like Marchand is a pest, yeah. pest, or Corey Perry is a pest. He's a pest in the sense that he will, like, butt-end a person. Yeah. With, like, or, or lay, lay, a, lay a hit on them that's pretty questionable. Yeah. Um, and that is what I don't like. Like, that's what I mean when I say he's an asshole of a player. Because he does those, like, questionable hits. He And he... Didn't he get suspended one game already this year? Um, I don't know, but probably. I think he... I think he's... It was either this year or... I can't Google I think it, it was earlier in this year. I think it might have been against Marchand. Like, I think... I think Marchand laid a hit on him... And then he sucker punched him. Oh, yeah. Got... No, that definitely happened. I remember that. Yeah. I remember thinking, yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> and then they that, he is so the type that would sucker punch someone. Yeah. And I think he got suspended for it. I'm such an asshole about him, but I really don't like him. <laughs> but I do find him very attractive. I will admit that. I find him extremely attractive. <laughs> Most Swedes. Swedish is my type. I'm um, sorry. Gabriel Landeskog was suspended two games for a hit to the head. Okay, so vice versa. Marchand sucker punched him, yeah. but Landeskog is the one with the hit. Yeah. There you yeah. go. But that's what I'm Although, saying. Although, Marchand was not, this is, I remember, I remember this because I remember being very angry that Marchand was not suspended because he was only fined for that sucker punch. Right. Whereas Roussel was suspended because everyone hates Dallas. Everybody hates Roussel. Everybody hates Roussel. <sighs> Okay, now it's my turn to actually read So, one. well, uh, so oh. just to the everyone hates yourself point, I had an interesting conversation the other day about um, refing. And the, uh, it was with somebody who had talked to a ref or had listened to an interview with a, a retired ref. And it was reputation calls happen because they watch those players more carefully. Mm-hmm. Not because necessarily they think that person is doing more than somebody else. Oh, yeah. No, that makes sense. And so... And it and and to be very fair, Roussel takes penalties. Like yeah. a lot of times when they call a hook on Roussel or whatever, a high stick. My problem he's though actually... is that he he re- like I know that he gets he draws penalties because I looked that up. Right. But at the same time, like I see so much happen to him that doesn't get called. Right. And that that's the part that he should be drawing more penalties is what is kind of what I'm saying. Like yeah. and I don't think that he's getting those calls because Right. They're like, oh, whatever, it's yourself. Right. So, and my problem with reputation calls is not necessarily that they're watching players who do things, do a lot, or have, have a reputation more closely. It's that they seem to ignore everybody else to do that. Right. And... When there's four people on the ice... Yeah. ...that are watching these things. Right. So, you don't need everybody focused on one dude at the same time, all at the same time. No. Anyway, you can read the next question. Okay. Uh, Jen asks, matchups are set for the Isabel Cup playoffs. Your predictions. So, um, Isabel Cup is the NWHL final big dealio. Um, and the playoffs start not this weekend, but the weekend after. And um, it will be the Boston Pride playing the New York Riveters in the first matchup, best of three. And then the Connecticut Whale will be playing uh, the Buffalo Buttes, also best of three. Just based on your tweets, I really think the Riveters are probably going to lose. 
more than likely. I honestly, I think it's the Boston Prides to lose. Like, if they don't win the Isabel Cup, it'll be weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they are just by far the best team on the ice mm-hmm. at all times. And when they lose, it's typically a fluke or a really hot. Like, when the Riveters beat the Pride once. But it was Nana Fujimoto stopping like thirty nine shots. <laughs> like it wasn't because the Riveters played heart. really well. She tries so hard. She she does so well against so many shots. It's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like the Riveters are just not a good team for the Buttes. Honestly, it, I feel like if there's gonna be an upset, it's gonna be Buttes over somebody. Yeah. Because the Buttes can outscore pretty much anybody. Like, they're just, they have, with Duggan and Stedman together, and then Devin Skeets is really, like, their their top line typically goes Kelly Stedman, Shelby Bram, Megan Duggan, and then the second line is usually um, uh, Devin Skeets, uh, Courtney, Kine- uh, Courtney Kinichika, and uh, uh, Haley Brown. And Brown is really, Brown is, Brown is really good at, like, corralling pucks and making plays and then Kanichika is loves to go to the net and Devin Skeets will just barrel over everybody to get to the puck and like she'll go to the net she's so fast so like those two lines when they are clicking they can put up six goals in a game mm-hmm. uh that said their goaltending is weak and they're like the stars in that they play high event hockey a lot. Like, they can outscore anybody, but they also allow a lot of chances. Like a glass cannon. Yep. So, and the three-game series, I mean, but they've taken, they have taken the whale, like, they haven't actually beaten the whale this season, but they've taken them to shootouts, I think, three times. Uh, now, are the, so, I'm sorry, I don't actually play, pay too much attention attention to the NWHL because I'm so busy with the stars. Mm-hmm. But um do you know anything about the playoff format? Are they going to have a shootout in the playoffs or are they just going to play till it's over like I believe NHL? it is overtime. Yeah. Okay. Overtime based, not okay. shootout based. Okay. And they've won in overtime a couple times actually. So Do they do 3 on 3 or do they do 4 on 4? They do 4 on 4. Okay. So yeah, and that's that's my thing about the about the whole playoffs. If if the bride don't win, I will be very surprised. Yeah. I'll be very surprised. But I think if there's going to be an upset, it's Buttes over Whale. We'll see. Cool. All right, I'll read the next one too. Go for it. Uh, a different Jen asks, "Is this blasphemy?" But do you guys have any recs for other podcasts? I love yours. Thank you. And find it helps my overall knowledge of the league game since I'm apparently in this affair with the stars for the long haul. We know that feeling. Uh, we do know that feel. I'd love to learn more. Stars cast podcasts obviously wanted, but general ones would be great too. Um. So I only we only know of two other stars podcasts off the top of our heads, and mm-hmm. um, that would be the official one with um, Owen Newkirk and Bruce Levine, mm-hmm. and that's um, Stars Sunday, I believe it's called. It's yeah, you can find it on the actual Stars site. Yeah, um, it's a really good one in that they get a lot of guests, obviously, and they talk. Yeah, they, and yeah. they're very knowledgeable. A lot of yeah, a lot of insider info. A lot of insider um, stuff. The problem with that one is that it's very dude. So dude. So dude. Bruce Levine is a a big dude. I I, I have less problems with Owen Newkirk. I, I, have, I, I don't think I've had any problems with Owen Newkirk. I don't think I've Newkirk. had any problems with Bruce Owen Levine, Newkirk. he's nice to your face, but when he's in a room full of dudes like he is on these podcasts, he's... 
He yeah, it's one of those things where he doesn't necessarily censor himself when he doesn't think he has to. Yeah. So I've had I've had a couple of times where I've had to turn them off for, for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the other one we know of is um, the Defending Big D podcast, which I don't think updates terribly regularly, but no. um, they we do uh, get some good guests on that one. Um, uh, we. Groups has been on it, right? Groups has been on it. Um, the last one that they did was an interview with the Stars Video Guy. Yeah, um, I love him. The um, I love him because he does the all video the coach. Reviews. Yes, so, Forbes, Kelly Forbes, Kelly Forbes. Yeah, that's it. Um, so I couldn't. I knew his first name was Kelly, but I didn't want to say it because I was like, I have no idea what his last name is. Um, so that one was actually really interesting too. So um, those are good ones for the stars. For general knowledge ones, um, I would. You, uh, it kind of goes to, like, what you want out of a podcast, honestly. Right. Um, I will say I've really enjoyed the Hockey PDO cast, which is more of an analytics, stats-based podcast, um, but Dimitri and Travis Yost are both super, super knowledgeable about the game. Um, this- and they're also, uh, for somebody who is not as stats-oriented, they're still easy to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when they're talking about things I don't necessarily always follow, like, the rest of the podcast is pretty good and interesting and also shorter than all of the other ones. Yeah, well, they do it, like, four times a week, so theirs are pretty short. Yeah. Um, And and they do a good recap of it, so if there's a specific one that you want to listen to, like, there was a really good one about the stars um, with a special guest, and now I can't remember his name, but he he was, uh, he's a media guy from Canada, and he's done a lot of national media, and um, so he was talking about, like, going into the Stars locker room and talking to Lindy Ruff and stuff like that. So if you can find that one, I strongly recommend l- listening to that podcast. It was around Christmas time. Uh, I also still listen to Merrick versus Wyshynski. Mm-hmm. Um, I sometimes have to rage quit that one mm-hmm. um, for various reasons. Like, the last one I had to rage quit because Jeff, or Greg, kept saying that what Weidman had done was assault on the ref, and he knew it was assault because he got suspended for it. That's not how that works. No. And he said if he'd gotten fewer, if he'd gotten fewer games, he would not call it assault. But the NHL gave him 20 games, so therefore it's assault. And I was like, you're like presupposing that every decision made by somebody in authority is the right one, which is a stupid white man thing to do. Speaking of the Weidman thing... The other, the Hockey PDO cast, very last episode, dealt with both P.K. Subban and Montreal and uh, the Weidman concussion uh, whole thing. And that was a great one. So if you're going to, I I would strongly recommend last PDO cast, which I think was, came out last Thursday. I would not strongly recommend the last episode of Merrick versus Wyshynski. But the the one thing that I will say is in Merrick versus Wyshynski's favor is that they do get really good guests. Mm-hmm. Um, they have talked with Mike Heika before about the stars and like what the stars are doing. They get they they get players sometimes. They get GMs that come on their on their show. So yep, I've heard a couple Jim Nil interviews. Jim Jim Nil was on has been on the show a couple times. So I mean, like they do get really good interviews, and that's one of the things that I keep going back for because that kind of thing is not something you get in a lot of different different ones. So yeah. I would say Varick versus Wyshynski is one that you can listen to occasionally when they have a good guest and rage quit when you need to. Yep. Um, but those are all the ones that I do for general knowledge kind of a thing. What, I mean, wait, what's icing is a good one. Yeah, that's a fun one. They're, they mostly are um, uh, Penns fans, and I think CBJ is another And Blackhawks. And, and a little bit of Blackhawks, but I think that's mostly gone back to CBJ at this oh, point. Oh, has it? Okay. Yeah. I haven't listened to them this season. Um, 
But they're pretty funny, and they're good follows on Twitter, too, if, you don't yep. follow, if you're looking for more funny hockey ladies to for follow. For sure, for sure. Um, the other one that a lot of people like, but I actually... A, I'm a really bad hockey... I'm a bad podcast listener in the beginning. Oh, um, uh, one I will pimp is uh, Don't Snow the Goalie for women's hockey. If you're into the NWHL or you want to get into the NWHL or the CWHL, which is the Canadian hockey Women's Hockey League, Don't Snow the Goalie is put out by... Um, uh, Kate Samini and Hannah Beavis and um, oh my gosh Kate too I'm forget blanking on Kate too's last name but they do a lot of really good women's hockey coverage too so I don't think I listen to any other hockey podcasts uh, I occasionally play around with Hockey Central at noon but only when it's not the the main guys there and I listen to TSN Analytics but that one I mostly Honestly, I only listen to the guests that I care about. <laughs> otherwise, it's just a lot of Myrtle talking about Toronto, and I don't really care about I'm Toronto. <laughs> That's why I had to stop listening to Hockey Central at noon, because it was all this, like, Toronto! Somebody is breathing in Toronto! We need to talk about it! Like, fuck, Toronto, Jesus. Steam Stankos tweeted about, favorited a tweet about the Oh leaves. my god. <laughs> okay, you do the this one, I'll do the last one. Okay. Uh, so Reva asks, do you think the NHL mascots have a secret order where they talk tricks of the trade? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And they have to come in their mascot outfits. Uh, yeah. No, but for serious, actually, though, mascots do that, too, just like anybody else. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of, um, a lot of college mascots will go to cheerleading camps with the cheerleaders, and while, you know, NCAA cheerleaders are doing their thing and learning, you know, new routines and whatever, the, the mascots will be off learning how to... Better how to better mascot. <laughs> yeah, actually, there was um. So the the rampage have a mascot that is not the same as the guy that plays the coyote. Oh, for the Spurs, because I kind of assumed they would probably be the same dude since mm-hmm. it's all. But no, no, no. It's like a there's a tier. <laughs> so the coyote for the Spurs is like the top of the tier as far as mascots go, and like the rampage is down here. Close to the floor. And they actually had to fire one because he was doing this thing where he was, like, pretending to steal ladies' purses. But, like, he would actually pick it up and, like, carry it off for a little bit. And my friend was like, I paid, like, several hundred dollars for this purse. It's not funny when you take it places. (laughs) Like, yeah. So, man, what happened to your shirt there? Oh, it's just really old. It would get caught on my belt buckle. Oh, and so it's it's a wear around the house shirt for Was sure. Is that a Texas size belt buckle? No, but it just caught at the inconvenient place. Okay. Anyway, sorry. So yeah, no, there's definitely probably a group of. They probably have a secret handshake and shit when they're outside of their uniforms. Probably. My turn. No, I think it's my turn. Your turn. Um, can you move your beer? I can. Kimmy asks, Kim, sorry, which of your faves would you like to see on Lip Sync Battle, and what should they sing? Well, obviously, I would like to see Jamie Benn up there, but he would do so horribly bad. Um, Demers, obviously. Uh, Demers, I think he should battle Tyler Sagan. What do we think they should sing? Uh, one of them needs to do Bad Blood. Ah! It should be an entire Taylor battle. No. No. No, one of them should do... That the um, one of them should do Taylor and the other should do Nicki Minaj. One of them should do Taylor and one of them should do Katy Perry. I could do that. I could be down for that. California Girls. Yeah. Jason Demers should do California Girls. I don't know that I know that song off the top of my head, but sure. Oh my gosh! Come on, it's the Katy Perry California. Girls? I don't listen to Katy Perry that.
gosh, I wish I had it queued up. If I had known, if I had known, I would have had it prepared okay. to get California girls. Anyway, so then Tyler Sagan should do Bad Blood. You know who I think would also be really good at lip syncing? Huh. Antoine Roussel. I could see that. You know who would be a secret good lip syncer? Who? Cody Eakin. Oh my god, he probably would. What would Cody Eakin lip sync? Uh, probably whose bed have your boots been under? I was gonna say it's definitely <laughs> some old country song. I was gonna go like... I was gonna go like George Strait. Nope. <laughs> school Shania. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Okay, this is Kate this is Katy Perry's California Girls. Something in the water. What is she wearing? It's Candyland. I can see that. There's walking gummy bears. Okay. What? And now she's naked in the clouds? Like, yes. why? I don't. I'm so confused. I don't remember this part of Candyland. <laughs> anyway, Jason Demers. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. You watched the um, the one with the uh, oh frick. Totally blanking on his name. Channing Tatum and his wife, right? Oh, uh, yes. Oh, God. That was so great. Oh, my gosh. And then when Beyonce came out at ah! the end. <laughs> spoiler. Oh, God. It was so good. Anyway. We'll link it, but spoiler. Yeah. I think we might have already linked it. I think, we, I think we've talked about this a couple of times. Oh it was so good, though. So good, though. Ugh. Yeah. No, that's, that's what should happen. And that's all we've got for you today. That is the extent. Was this one of our shorter podcasts? It's been like an hour. That's a shorter podcast. It's a shorter podcast. It's because the stars aren't making any trade deadline moves that we can make fun of or praise. Well, not yet anyway. Not yet anyway. we got a week Maybe left. we should do a special trade deadline podcast. Uh, I will be in Phoenix, so no. Gross. What are you doing in Phoenix? It's where my job is. So they're getting all of us together to be like, Gross. I mean, I know working is terrible, but... Phoenix is terrible. I'm just kidding. Phoenix is fine, I guess. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I know people that live in Phoenix. I don't fine. have any issues in Phoenix. Well, it's the desert. That's the only issue I have It's really it. pretty, actually. Well, I'm, I've been there. It's really pretty. I've... It's, I'm saying for people who have not been there, oh. it's really pretty. I we used are, to live in the Wester than this. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in California for a couple of years. But anyway, no, I've, I've driven through... Arizona a manjillion times, but it's just not my fave. It's like driving through the surface of the moon. I mean, I believe that. Have you driven through it? No, because why would I? I fly into Phoenix, and then I stay in Phoenix. Okay, well, if you drive out in the countryside, it's literally like driving over the surface of the moon. Which sounds like it could be fun in small doses. Yeah. Anyway, 
I'm Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. I'm Marin. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish, and I don't actually secretly hate Arizona. It's fine. Tell that the coyotes. And I hate the coyotes, but that's different. <laughs> you can find our official Twitter at Beardious Ladies. And if you need to email us, our email is beardiousladies at gmail.com. You can also find our blog at twobeardedladies.wordpress.com and our Tumblr at twobeardedladies.tumblr.com. And that's what we've got. Bye!